everybody. We're so happy to be back with the Point of View podcast. And it's been, I guess it's been two weeks now since we've recorded. And yeah, we wanted... It's my fault. <laughs> it's okay. You Sorry, don't have to guys. take the blame. You know I, was, I was moving, but hey, this is the new studio. So, um, going to be a lot of content coming from there. Um, so, let's blame for that. All right. We're glad you're trying to take the blame, but we, you didn't need to. Um, but thank you guys for rocking with us. And today it's going to be a very special episode because we've been talking about a lot of things. And I've been trying to figure out how do we introduce um, financial talks on our podcast. And today yeah. I think we have the perfect guest to start off. And right before we start, guys, we hope you're doing well because, you know, we know that Corona is still trying to catch some people out there. But um, we're yeah. hoping that you're staying safe. And I know everything is not open. Just be careful, you know, wash your hands, just take precautious measures to make sure that you're keeping yourself and your family safe. Absolutely. But before we start, we always like to start um, with the quote of the week. Um, we we're going to start with the quote of the week and then we're going to introduce our guest today. <laughs> we're on a Zoom call. And so oh, for those of you. It's not me. Huh? It's not me that you're about to introduce. Oh, please stop. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're All right. Um, you guys know who he is, GV. He's just trying to be funny. But let us start with the quote of the week. And today, our financial talk is going to be about how to become debt-free and how to go about that process. We know a lot nice. of us, we're trying to take away all the loans that we're taking acquiring yeah and some of them are kind of stupid loans the school one i'm not gonna say it's kind of stupid but sometimes i feel like that's kind of like a, a scam well let's <laughs> get stay. to the quote then and let's <laughs> okay. see what our guests have to say about that definitely right? um so our quote of the week reads financial peace isn't the acquisition of stuff it's learning to live on less than you make so you can give money back and have money to invest mm. um i want you guys to guess who's this from <laughs> and you know what he would actually say like that's stupid right <laughs> he likes to say stupid um if you want to take a guess it's actually dave ramsey i'll yeah, just give it out <laughs> i'll just I give it out guy, man. yeah we just started um, listening to him recently but um before we start, guys, um, I wanted just to introduce our guests. We have Kodnisa and Marik. I wanted to say your name purposely so I can see if I'm saying it right. Close. <laughs> close. Okay. Oh, that was oh, a man. fail. That's a, oh, that's embarrassing because you know I'm like. I'm <laughs> but like, you're oh, really, really close though. <sighs> really? Okay, so no, I'm, I'm going to. Kodnesa. Okay. Wow, that was a C minus. Oh, Jesus. Your name is really hard to pronounce too. Your name is really hard. See, to his name is. My name is Marik, so you got that one. Thank you, thank you. So we have Marik and Kodnesa with us. You guys, it's a pleasure to have you. And when I saw your story, I want to let them know how I kind of figured out or found found you guys. I was on the, I think IRS site trying to figure out when are we getting our stimulus shake. <laughs> So then on the bottom, I saw the an ad and it says like a, a debt, a, a couple that have been financially free or pay off their debt. It was $125,000 and they paid it off. And how many months, if you guys want to cut me off and just. It was 24 months. 
24 Whoa. months. So they, they paid 20. And I'm like, okay, I definitely need to check this out. So I started clicking on the link and I started watching. And I'm going to let them tell you guys more about the story. And from there, I was just like, okay, I'm going to watch all their YouTube channels. I'm going to support. I'm going to definitely try to get them on our podcast. I had all these ideas. But before we get... Before I start talking too much, I want you guys to tell us exactly how that process went about. And I want to hear this. I definitely want to. <laughs> yeah. No, you know we can help some people out here. Well, we've done a lot of different um, media-related things lately, and so this is actually news to us. We didn't even know that we were at the bottom of that IRS yeah. website. So I'm like, oh wait, how? Cool <laughs> that you found us that way. We'll yeah. have to go check that out. I'm not sure which one, uh, which broadcast that was that we did that got that spot, but that's yeah. pretty cool to hear. So for sure, but I'll let her start with uh, our debt-free journey. Okay, well, um, we kind of, when we first started thinking about it, when we first got married, actually, like I, a girlfriend of mine had told me about Dave Ramsey um, and I was like, oh, let me tell my husband about it. Let me like tell him like what's going on. She was like, her church is doing the FBU classes. And so I bring it up to him. This was in 2014. And he was kind of like, oh, babe, we're young. Like, we should just live it up. Like, we don't need to be so focused on um, paying debt right now. Like, we're getting income. Let's just travel and enjoy life. And I'm like, okay. And so, you know, a few years go by and we ended up getting a $9,000 settlement. And that's when he was kind of like, well, let's try to figure out, like, you know, what to do with this money. Because it's a large sum of money for us. And so we were kind of just like, he was doing research and he stumbled upon Dave Ramsey. And he's like, oh, babe, Dave Ramsey is this guy that I want to tell you about. I was like, oh, you mean the guy that I told you about a few years ago? <laughs> <laughs> that guy? It's oh, always like that. It's always like that. <laughs> and so once we kind of both got on the same, like, wavelength and we kind of just sat down and said, we're going to go ahead and, you know, map out a budget and make sure that we are just um, stopping all of our discretionary, like, funds that we were doing. We were, like, spending a ridiculous amount on going out to eat, like, to the movies, mm-hmm just going out in general, just anything. It was just a lot of money. And so we decided we're going to stop all that and kind of funnel all of that money into um, our debt and try to knock that out. Yeah. And so to be fair, we did receive that $9,000 settlement that kind of opened my eyes to it. And then during the process of getting out of debt, she was actually involved in a, in a car mm-hmm. collision. And so that mm-hmm. also provided around $9,000, yeah. I believe. So 18000 of the 125000 was not money that we went out and like worked, worked for, and spent yeah. our time for. So, right. Right. so it's really more like, what would that be? 106, oh, 107, yeah, something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. But I mean, still, we always tell <laughs> people, you know, it, it's very easy to take that portion of it and kind of use mm-hmm. that and say, oh, well, they got all this money. It was still in, in reality a, a very small amount in, in comparison <laughs> to the total debt amount. Yeah. So when we talk about like the 106, 107, whatever it would be, um, that part of it was pretty much just boots on the ground labor. Uh, we, we started following Dave Ramsey's content. We, we established a monthly budget and really started to identify, you know, exactly what we had coming in each month, exactly what we had going out each month and everything in, in excess of that, it, we put on our debt. And so then once we kind of the first couple of months, three, four months, we started to kind of feel a rhythm of that. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, okay, well, how can we make that discretionary income greater? Um, and that's when we just started like working harder. Mm-hmm. So we started yeah. picking up all kinds of different side jobs and side gigs. I was delivering pizza for Domino's, Pizza Hut. Wow. I was working at UPS on like a night On top shift, of our full-time jobs. On top of our full-time <laughs> jobs. 
Well, and I wanted to, I want to, um, to, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I remember you guys did mention your salary at the time, your income, your yearly income. Yeah. And when you paid that debt off, so, which was pretty significantly different. Yeah, when yeah, we so. started the debt-free journey, I was making around $35,000 a year and she was making around $39,40. Wow. So our household, combined household income was about $75,000 at the beginning. And then with all the side hustles and everything like that, we got that up to well over $100,000 uh, before tax. But after tax, it was like one hundred two and some change. Mm -hmm. um, so wow. an extra like 25, 30 grand on top of what we were already bringing in. Cause a lot of people are like, well, how did you do that on, on, on smaller small incomes? But in reality, <laughs> right. you gotta get the income up. And uh, you know, there's a variety of different ways to do that, but we just took to uh, tip related income, you know, yeah. with the delivery here and she was working um, multiple restaurant jobs. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's dedication. That's dedication. And I want to say, I want to add to to that. So then you guys, I know you guys are in a living tiny. <laughs> that's what you call it. And you guys are, you, their YouTube channel is um, Living Tiny with the Bushes. So uh -uh. so they have, they own their tiny homes. So what was the motivation? Like what was the force that kind of brought you guys to make that decision? I mean, I'm going to say that was really all him. Because we when we first started the journey, we would kind of talk about like, oh man, like we're doing so well, like cutting down all of our expenses, but we have this really nice like downtown loft when we lived in Florida and we were like, mm -hmm. oh, that would just be our one splurge item. And then the deeper we got into the process, we were like, are we really spending $1,200 a month on a place that we don't even own? Like what the heck? And so he had wow. been thinking about tiny homes before. And then he was like, well, will we consider doing this? And I was like, where's all our furniture going? Um, I don't <laughs> <laughs> and then kind of like that quote, I was like, you know what? It's just material things. It's like not very, like, it's not important. Like we can just get, if we do end up moving out of the tiny house, we can get more stuff. Like it's just stuff. And so then I was like, okay, that's fine. And I became on board and then we just went full force ahead and never looked back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's beautiful. The go thing ahead, that we ahead. had us renting before was the flexibility factor. Like we're okay, younger okay. and we were like, we don't want to miss out on career opportunities. And we really felt like buying a house would tie us down to that location for at least a good five years. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And so we're like, we're renting right now because we want to be flexible. So like, I was just always racking my brain around. I knew that ownership ultimately, you know, was a better investment for our future. And I just kept racking my brain. How can we, how can we own, but also still keep that flexibility, um, yeah. but also have that flexibility in something that, we can later turn into a profit. And so this kind of popped into my head. It was like, well, we can move around if we need to move. We're, we're going to own the house outright. And then if anything changes in the future, we can put this thing on Airbnb and do it as short-term rentals and make income off of it. And, and we could go a totally different route. So it just comboed all three of those factors together perfectly for us. And so then it was just all of those things paired up against the idea of having like more space and more stuff. And that all of a sudden didn't really mm -hmm. seem all that important, yeah. you know, when we were looking at, you know, the bigger picture of our long-term goals. Right. Right. That's beautiful. And I think you guys thought about it more like an investment 
<laughs> into what your goals were and that's i think that's really important wow. you, you guys you guys pretty much have this whole game figured out By the like way, i'm listening first time to, i'm <laughs> listening to this whole story and i like that's it right there and the fact that you guys are very young as well like i wish a lot of our young people would look at it that way because i mean you guys can attest to this um you don't realize how much you know your life is controlled around the things the money that you owe and the stuff that you own until you start getting debt free and you're like oh my god like um uh, you can actually taste the freedom and realize you know how much stuff you can get done and how much peaceful you can live yeah absolutely and you just have control over your life you know yeah, yeah. I still to this day have people trying to convince me, well, if you leverage debt in this way, and, this, yeah. and I'm not saying that you can't leverage debt to build wealth, you absolutely can. But after yeah. you taste debt freedom, you don't yes. want to go back. Like, exactly. I don't care about doing it today with yeah. money that's not mine. I, I'm okay working and grinding for six months, mm -hmm. a year, two years, to where I can just go buy that thing outright. And I don't even have to go through these loops of, you know, this bondage, you know, it, so it, it absolutely frees you uh, 100%. Definitely. And I know you guys, you know, you guys are married um, for, I guess, couples. What would be the, what do you guys think would be the like uh, perfect timing to start talking about finances and how should you approach that? Because not everybody is really comfortable talking about finances. And if you're about to get into a relationship, you guys are already married. So for people that are about to get a, into a relationship or are looking at long term, which is marriage, how do you kind of like be in sync? Because you guys were really in sync with, you know, the decision. It's like one person brought up the idea and, you know, you listen and you're like, okay, maybe I'm a little reluctant, but I'll, I'll jump on board. But how do you kind of make that process and that communication, you know, kind of easy for people to kind of jump on board and you just gotta start i mean for us it took us to the third year of our marriage to become on the same like page as far as like our mindsets towards debt so um i think that it's never too early some people might be say it might say like it's a little aggressive to say like on date one like hey how's it going my name is such and such. how much debt do you have like <laughs> i need to know these things but i uh, maybe that's a little too far but i really do feel like it's important especially in the dating stage to talk about that because Imagine if we had gotten on the same page a lot sooner, like yeah. where would we be right now? Like if we would have mm. came into our marriage or even been actively doing that before we got married, when we were dating and then we came in on the same page and hit the ground running, like right now we'd be sitting, well, I don't know how much money. So <laughs> yeah, it's never too early in my opinion. And it was something that we focused on a lot during our premarital counseling. Um, we went through this booklet and it had like all these different questions that you just never think about. But these are things yeah. that are going to be part of your everyday life, everyday mm -hmm. decisions. And when you think about marrying somebody, sometimes this stuff just slips completely yeah. through the cracks. And so we went through all of these different things and it just opened up our minds and our eyes so much to so many different things. So we just think it's, it's very vital to have early conversations around this thing. Maybe not the first date, maybe like the second or the third. <laughs> like, hey, what's your credit score? Maybe it should be a credit check on Tinder or something. <laughs> maybe the second or the third, you can start to kind of talk money in general. But um, we, we definitely advocate for people keeping finances separate prior to marriage mm -hmm. until you're, you know, officially one in union in marriage we think that it's important to have your own thing but it's never too early to talk about yeah, it yeah for is, sure is what okay 
And especially if you are dating with intention, you know, you, you already know, like, okay, we're going to bring this together at some point. So if like we talk about it early, I need, this is the stuff that I need to work on before we get together. And this is the stuff you need to work on when we come together. It could, you know, blend a lot easier and smoother. So. I think one of the things that holds people back from talking about money is the fear Mm -hmm. of what might happen. But I think so often people forget about the positive that can come out of it. Like it's kind of risky because you're like, oh, I don't want to step into a minefield. And then this blows up in my face. But the other, the other side of that, that risk reward, um, you know, balance beam is, is the beauty of like actually coming together and like being on one accord and actually working out and finding, you know, places where, you know, your beliefs align and how much closer that brings you together as you learn to kind of start communicating better and and kind of getting on one page. So we're big, big advocates of like oneness with finances and marriage for sure. So um, I have a question for you guys. So why do you think of, well, why would you guys say to people that, you know, would say that they would argue that, you know, let's say, for instance, like I need to take out a student loan to go to school. Like they have debt that have reasoning behind it. Like, why would you say to people like that? Because they feel like I have, you know, legitimate, you know, reasons for taking out that loan or, you know, taking on, you know, some sort of debt in order to, you know, build the future. Right. So I, I'm going to speak from my experience. For me, I wish that I would have been in a mindset like this earlier on so i i was the same person that felt like oh i have to get in debt to go to school Mm -hmm. like i had done as much as i thought was possible i like got a track scholarship i got a music scholarship i got an education scholarship like i was scholarshiped out and i still ended up having to take a loan so yeah i think if i would have had the mindset of like even before college like i need to save up money so i can like pay for it or i need to like work while I'm in college or whatever it may be, I think that would have like definitely switched my mindset. And even if I had to go into debt to go to school, which I did, I probably would have started like being more aggressive attacking it when I got out of that and started working um, than I did. Yeah, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Um, you know, if you are willing to work and you apply for as many scholarships as possible, you can get that total down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to just be a hundred percent of it all in student loans and all in debt yeah, or, none, um, yeah. or, or nothing at all. So we're not, we, we don't believe in the concept of good debt and bad debt. We kind of think of it more as bad debt and worse debt. Right. So like all of it's bad. And I feel like when you call all of it bad, it sets your mind mm-hmm. frame up in the right frame of thinking. Like, I don't want to owe money to anybody else. Right. So I, even if I, even if I absolutely need to take this out, I've done everything I can to get it paid for, but I still got to put a little bit of money into this mortgage or a little bit of money into the student loan. I want to get that paid off as fast That's as possible awesome. because this is not a good thing. It will, right. it will be an investment into my future long term. But right now, like, I I just think it reframes your thinking. And so that's kind of how we look at it. So even in the future, even though we're debt free right right now, there may be certain land opportunities or housing opportunities where we can buy in. And even if we don't have 100% cash, we have 50 or 60 or 70% cash, that might still be something that we do. But our goal is going to be to to bust through that 30% or whatever as fast as as possible. Yeah. 
That's nice, pretty cool. Nice, pretty nice. So are you guys planning on moving from the tiny house or you feel like this is something you'll do long term when you have kids? I don't know if you guys are planning on having babies. Are you guys going to raise them in a tiny home or <laughs> we don't know. But So that's something we're still kind of figuring out. Yeah. She thinks we can do it forever. I'm like, eh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're, you're pretty tall. So I'm like, how do you maneuver around? <laughs> I am very tall. Yeah. I mean, wow. we kind of, so I think maybe when we have children, we probably, once they start to run around, we'll need to upgrade in a tiny house. But I'm like, okay. I, I think we can get a bigger one because this one is pretty small compared to other tiny houses that are out there. Um, oh. But I definitely, I mean, it's not the smallest, but I definitely think that we could make it work um, for a little bit longer. So we'll see. Yeah. We're going to uh, cross that bridge when we get yeah. there. You know, like if we, if we have a child and we start to feel like it's too much, then we'll kind Probably. of adjust at that point. But if we can make it work and find out different little ways to, to tweak things around and yeah. make it, make it happen, then we'll, we'll do that too. That's pretty cool. Hey, that's the, that's the, you know, the cool thing about, you know, having freedom, you have choices now, you have options and you get to choose exactly what you want to do and when you want to do it. So that's cool. Rather than, you know, having your life being run by debt and, you know, they tell you what you can buy. They tell you, you know, how to live your life and where you can live. So that's what it means to have freedom is that you have options now. It's really cool. Um, I do have a question um, for people who wants to budget because budgeting is kind of like, you know, it, it sounds so pretty. Okay, I'm going to budget, but really, you don't really get around it until you start realizing, okay, I'm spending too much money on this. I'm spending too much money on that. So how, how do you, like, what advice do you have for people who wants to start to budget? And I have, and did you guys have like a specific plan on how you budget? I would say the pandemic coronavirus has probably really opened a lot of people's eyes to how much they spend. Mm -hmm. And now that yeah. people are home, like this is kind of like what it took for us mm -hmm. in, in terms of budget. Like, you know, the lifestyle that most of us have been living, being in the house, not going out to eat, not traveling, not doing anything. And they're yeah. like, wow, I'm saving so much. I have like, so much money in the bank. Like how this happen? It's not spending it. <laughs> this lifestyle that everybody's kind of been experiencing is the lifestyle that, we were going mm -hmm. through, you know, on our debt-free journey. So I, we've always been encouraging people, you know, especially through this time that this is the perfect time to really sit down and, and iron out your finances. Yeah. And I think the pandemic has really forced a lot of people to really look at their spending because maybe their income stopped or whatever. Um, and, and that's just what you have to do outside of, you know, a, a pandemic like this. You just have to force yourself to sit down and say, okay, last month what did i spend okay last month what did i earn and then look on to the next and you it's never pretty it doesn't all work out the first time there's lots of kinks and things to iron out and and unexpected things that come up but as you continue to budget and continue to look at your finances month over month um you really start to get that rhythm and you really start to um uh, you know become more in tune with what you have going on and I would say, um, for me, bef when I first heard the word budget, like, like back when I was in college for the first time, mm -hmm. and I kind of felt a little like, 
put a back by it because I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, what does it look like to budget? And I didn't mm -hmm. realize how it just is a word that you hear and you're like, oh, it's like, I don't really know. It's talking about money. Like, I don't really know what to do, but it's seriously just sitting down and saying, okay, this is how much, like write it down on the piece of paper. This is how much money I want to allot to spend here. This is how much my rent costs. This is how much my electric bill costs all that stuff and see, okay, I'm making this much money a month. So I should have X amount of money left over after all my bills are paid. Where's that money going to? And then you kind of start to, you know, track your expenses and find you a, a good app. Like we use an app, doesn't cost any money. Um, what's it called again? Money manager. Money manager. And it's, you just download it for free and you just keep track of your expenses. And then once you go back and you look, you can see, okay, so last month we spent like $400 on eating out like okay maybe we need to cut back a little bit so it's really just starting down writing your stuff down and finding a good app or even if you want to keep that on paper track your expenses and, and see because that's all it is budgeting is literally just tracking your expenses that's it mm. so what was the hardest part of you guys's journey to you know financial freedom i mean mm. i think i would say the hardest part was starting yeah because mm. <laughs> we didn't really realize how much I guess in bondage we were until we mm -hmm. kind of had the blinders taken off and been like oh like wow okay let's yeah. get on the same yeah, page yeah. and once we started then it got a lot easier like even even now people will say like oh my gosh y'all are working like six jobs 20 people are like y'all worked 100 jobs between the two of y'all like that wasn't the hardest part. It was like motivating to do that. And it was kind of fun because it was like, oh man, we're so close. Like, let's keep pushing to see how quick yeah. we get it done. Yeah. So it was definitely starting, I think for me. Yeah, I would say the same as well. Once we really started making progress, the, your motivations change and you kind of like, you want to work all the time. You want to keep earning because you're seeing for the first time being in control. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just say, you know, those first couple of months of mapping out the budget and just kind of working out the kinks would would, would have probably been the, the most difficult part. Wow, definitely. And I know I just recently watched one of your videos. I think it was one day ago. I'm telling you, I'm keeping up. <laughs> you guys just said you started investing. How is that going? Mm -hmm. And how, um, how do you, how do you, you know, like, what would be the advice you would kind of give some? I know you guys just, you just started, but what did you kind of figure out and in the process um, us we had already been investing in our uh 401k which is okay. you know done through through my company and we receive a five percent match from the company so we always want to take advantage of that and now what we're starting with we're we're starting our investments are pretty boring <laughs> basically we look at it as a long-term thing um okay you know a, a set it and forget it kind of thing but if you're going to have that type of strategy then you got to make sure you're placing it placing your money in places that it makes sense um, to have that strategy. So we're starting with the Roth IRA, which is basically like the government's way to incentivize people to save money. Mm -hmm. They're saying, hey, if you mm -hmm. put money in this account and save it, this is after tax money and we're not gonna tax you on any of the gains. Whether you, if you put $500 in this today and 30 years from now, that money grows to whatever, you're gonna take all of that money home tax-free. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it's, it's kind of a no brainer as, mm -hmm. as a starting point for yeah. us. And so we're going to try to fund ours, um, fully fund both of ours by the end of the year. Each person can put in up to $6,000 into their Roth IRA. Um, 
the account is basically just a savings account that has a tax freedom benefit to it with everything you deposit and everything that you gain on the money. But once it's in that account, you then have to invest it somewhere within the market. And we're starting with oh, okay. funds, which are basically, um, is basically a low cost way to, to get your hand across a variety of different mm -hmm. companies all at once. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he started into fi Fidelity and I'm going through Vanguard just so we can kind of see the differences and see how each does. Yeah, so, smart. smart. Nice. Interesting to compare and contrast the two because those are two of the most popular brokerage accounts mm -hmm. that people have. And so it'll be interesting for us to kind of see the benefits of each each one. I, I, I gotta be honest, you guys, like I feel so motivated just talking to y'all because it's like, it's a lot of things that I've been doing research on and obviously, like I said, I'm a Dave fan. So I've been listening to him like on my way to work pretty much every day. But it's kind of like, I've always like, okay, I might start next month. Oh, okay, maybe the month after, right? So <laughs> it's, it it's cool to see like, okay, this is everything you've been learning about. These, these are people that are actually doing, doing it. it. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty pumped right now, so. Definitely, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm really excited. Oh, you wanted to say something? I was just gonna say, don't be discouraged by that because it happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. Literally the, the Fidelity account that I just funded I opened that account five years ago. Five years ago. And I, put, <laughs> I would hear people say, wow. you should be investing, you should be investing, you should be investing. Right. I wanted to do it because I heard people talk about it all the time, but I didn't really yeah. know what I was doing. So I opened the account, I put $50 in there, and then I mm -hmm. I kind of got like what you were saying, like, uh, I'm going to do a little more next month. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get into this next month. And then mm -hmm. that month after month turned into five years. And so then when we... Now, five years later, we're back here out of debt and, and really focus on learning about investing and, and really actually taking action. Um, I, we started to open an account and I was just like, wait a minute. Didn't I do this before? <laughs> <laughs> I went back and I like found the old account and opened it up. And my same little $50 was still just sitting there. Oh, wow. I not done anything with it. And yeah. so I can say that as an encouragement. It happens to everybody. And so I always try to tell people, you know, information is great it's great to gather and learn as much as you can but if you don't act off of the info that you're learning you know yeah, yeah. It, like experience is the best teacher yeah you know so right. just kind of right. start small and just kind of start figuring it out and you'll be surprised how much you'll start to kind of get it and things will start to fall into place and month over month you'll be in a totally different space you know a year from now or yeah. two years from now in terms of like what you understand about it Right. right. Wow, that is so cool. Do you do you guys cheese that stuff? Like, I mean, you guys are pretty knowledgeable, and I'm telling you, like, I know, like, all the young people out there, like, they are suffering from just like just swamping in debt, and I mean, just everyone that I've spoken to on that matter, it's a matter of you know just looking of how much debt that you in that you just it's something about it that makes you just give up like i'm never gonna be able to pay Get this off yeah. so like i'm just gonna like forget about it then you know well they do have they do have a youtube channel they kind of give a lot of great information that's where i found them so you guys want to you know give the people where all your social media platforms and where they can find you before we play our little game before we end this conversation was great <laughs> Sure. Yeah, we we're on YouTube as Living Tiny with the Bushes. 
Um, that's B H E S. Bush is our last name, so that's kind of where it comes from. And, then, oh. and our Instagram is Tiny House Lifestyle. So Tiny underscore House underscore Lifestyle. Awesome. We'll definitely put that in the description. Thank you guys so much. But before we get, before I let you guys leave, we got to play a little personal game. I wanted to make this fun and not so. Oh my gosh, financial! I need to start paying off my debt. But <laughs> we just That's we, important <laughs> too. It's very important. But we want to kind of leave the flow with just you know a little bit more relaxed because now i'm just like okay i really need to start tackling those i don't have much debt but i'm just like i need to just get rid of it all together <laughs> thanks to you guys um so the personal question is we're gonna see what you guys we're gonna just learn and want our audience to kind of know a little bit more about you and i know you guys are from different backgrounds i know could nasa right got it. i got it could nasa's haitian and you are marique i'm african-american African-American. Okay. Just African-American. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, what kind of, what kind of culture, I mean, what cultures habit did you guys pick up from each other? Like, I know the cultures can be so different. <laughs> so especially Haitians. Can... I'm a lot more willing to let other forks into my plate these days. <laughs> well, that's just a woman thing. I'm still a working in progress on there. Not a culture thing. I think that's, that's, that's a, a woman, woman thing, thing honestly. <laughs> Well, we talked about it on the video, and she was saying how, like, in Haitian culture, like, the food is for everybody. Right. But that's not yeah. your plate is what I'm saying. Like, food that's being cooked is for everybody, for the village. Like, so what, would, what would you say then? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so why did you pick up from him? I think something that we've, well, I don't know. I picked up a little bit of Creole, but... Very, very minimal. Can, can I, you uh, okay, go ahead and tell I, me? I got you on that, brother. Tell me what you tell me what exactly you picked up because I want to hear you say it. So like some of like one of the insults is like the What are you about to say? <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead, brother. It's okay, we'll bleep it out if it's we'll bleep like, it out if like, it's like Makak Sale, like the whole thing. <laughs> I never understood that, but she has a t-shirt. Oh on man! It. And then, um, obviously, like the like the stuff everybody knows, like sac passe, not you know it, right? Um, but also like mange and. What's your favorite t dish, though? Especially since you said mange, what's your favorite dish in the Haitian? Uh, favorite dish. Not even pick, please. Oh, that's my dude. Yes, sir. I feel like that's a cheap yeah. answer because everybody loves that, but that's probably my favorite. Yeah. And it's, she makes some really good legumes. Okay. Ooh, okay. So what part what part of Haiti are you from? Um, well, I was born in Port-au-Prince. So my mom's my mom's side is from Port-au-Prince. That's where I was born, that's where we lived. But my dad okay. is from Bene. Okay. Oh South. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Okay, so another question I have. Um <clears throat> I want you guys well, I I think you guys share social medias, do you? You guys share social media. Oh, okay. So I, I can't ask that question because I was going to ask when was the last time you post so you guys will both know <laughs> the answer to that. So I want to ask, do you own any designer shoes? Nope. <laughs> Nothing crazy. No, we living on a budget budget. I'm not buying anything. <laughs> and I don't even think, I think even when I, when we do like grow our wealth a little bit more than it is now, I don't think I'll ever like get into that stuff. It's just not appealing to me hold on one second okay, I, gotta, so I gotta get that on record hold on can i can you, <laughs> make sure you save it hold on, i'll just take a copy of this podcast because i'm gonna yes sir 
Oh, definitely, definitely. Thank you guys so much. But before we end, we always like to do a challenge of the week. So the point of it is that we don't want our podcast to just be one of those podcasts you just listen to and you just go about your day. We want it to be very informative and also make sure that people are actually taking actions towards what they are trying to, you know, improve in. So we always make sure that we encourage them to do exactly what we just spoke about and, and put it into you know, action. action. Right. So we will let you guys be, since you guys are our guests today, we'll let you guys come up with a challenge of the week and we'll post it so that we can kind of get our viewers to start getting financially free. Yeah. Debt free. <laughs> I think I got a, I think I got a good one that kind of goes along with what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I would say one actionable item people could do is find their total. If they're in debt, um, sit mm -hmm. down, figure out where all the accounts are, who do you owe money to? How much money do you owe them? What's the interest rate on it? And get that total. What's your total amount of debt? What's your starting point? And it's going to feel really big and it's going to feel really um, unmanageable. unmanageable and tough. Like you'll never be able to do it. But I guarantee you the very first step is to figure that out. And, and, and the only way you're going to be able to start chipping away at that is knowing what the problem is. You got to acknowledge it. You got to know that it's there and you got to say, look, I see it and I'm going to tackle it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to, I'm going to knock this thing out. And once you have done that, I'm going to challenge you to start whatever that means for you, whether it's start a budget or whether it's start knocking down the smallest one, start somewhere, just start. Definitely. Definitely. Good, good points. Thank you so much, guys. It was such a pleasure talking to you guys and you guys are so chill. <laughs> And um, we'll definitely want to come. We definitely want to have you guys back. Definitely. I was just about to say, I'm like, yo, we should do this again. And we just like close proximity. So definitely. Yeah, definitely. After, I mean, I don't know how long Corona is going to last, but yeah. we definitely want to meet you guys in person because we have some good. <laughs> we have some good events that we're looking forward to. But um, you guys, we're going to let you go. And we'll let our guests know that we are thankful that you're still listening to us. And this is for you, whoever is listening. We want you to take action towards, you know, getting debt free. Because I know it's hard, but it's if you just start, like what Nasa said, it'll, you know, that's just the start. That's just the beginning of where you can kind of financially be um, 10 years from now, maybe. So, guys, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for listening. This was the Point of View podcast. Until next time, this is Obel and GV. All right, y'all, be good, and I will talk to you guys soon. <laughs>